The financial markets are made up of bulls and bears. But when you listen to most trading gurus, it seems to be all bull. Who to trust? The one who puts a fire under your butt with candlestick flames? Or the one who says you should trade Fibonacci, but you still find yourself losing money 61.8% of the time? It's time to go straight to the source and get the truth about what's working in the markets today with your host, the founder of Top Dog Trading, Barry Burns. Hey, my friend, welcome to the fourth episode of my new podcast, Online Trading to Win. Actually, you know what? It's not my podcast. It's our podcast. And if you have any ideas of topics you'd like me to cover, things you need help with in your trading, my goal is to solve your trading problems. Feel free to send me an email at barry, B-A-R-R-Y, at topdogtrading.com. That's my personal email address, and I would look forward to receiving any requests, questions you have, even if you don't want them covered on the podcast, or you just want some help with something, I'm here for you. That's what I do. Alrighty, so today's topic is trading Bollinger Bands ass backwards. I didn't call it that on the uh, printed title of the podcast because, well, just to have the word ass in there might spark a little controversy, but heck, I've never really been one to back away from controversy. Still don't want to offend anybody, but now that you're on the inside, hey, now you get the uh, me without any filters. So yeah, trading Bollinger Bands. This is actually a follow-up episode to the third episode, the last one, where we talked about oversold and overbought levels on indicators such as stochastics and RSI and other bounded indicators, not really being overbought and oversold, in fact, actually meaning the opposite. And that misunderstanding leads to people getting stopped out over and over and over and over. So if you haven't listened to that one, you don't have to listen to that one first, but definitely listen to that one after this one. Anyway, that basic concept is also true of Bollinger Bands. Yet I see traders using the Bollinger Bands as a type of overbought or oversold signals, essentially using them as support resistance levels. Now, Bollinger Bands are not meant to be used as support resistance levels. That is not their best use. It is true that when you're in a low volatility market, it does seem that they will go and hit the top and then go down and hit the bottom. But here's the problem with that. Bollinger Bands actually mathematically are designed to measure volatility. So when you get that situation where it hits the top, then hits the bottom, then hits the top, hits the bottom, you are in a low volatility market. And what that means for you financially is that your reward to risk ratio sucks. It's not good because the range of the market is very, very narrow. We don't want that. We want a high reward to risk ratio. Here's the way that I like to trade them anyway. And I'm going to give you actually three different ways to trade Bollinger Bands, the top dog trading way. So first of all, you can use them for directional moves. And here's how that looks. If the price bars hit, say, the upper Bollinger Band, that is a bullish signal, not a resistance level, especially if that upper Bollinger Band starts angling up when price bars hit it. Alrighty, so lots of people know that and they say, yes, now we're looking for an impulse move to the upside. It's a bullish signal. And that's cool. But as I've said before, here's an ancient Chinese saying that I just made up, and that is this, that the dollars are in the details. So what's the dollars in the details when it comes to Bollinger Bands? Here's one of them for you. In this scenario where price is moving up, we're looking for a bullish signal. 
Price bars hit the upper Bollinger Band. Upper Bollinger Band starts angling up. Look at the lower Bollinger Band. You want that lower Bollinger Band to be angling down. Down. In other words, you want the two Bollinger Bands to be moving away from each other. And that is a really good signal for an increased volatility market. And you have a higher probability of the market following through to the upside, as opposed to if you looked at the lower Bollinger Band and it's moving up in the same direction. That means that it's not expanding in volatility. Very, very important. You know, this is true of a lot of things. People learn just enough to be dangerous to themselves and to their trading account, but they don't learn the details. So that's number one. Let's go to a second way to train Bollinger Bands that probably most of you are very familiar with, and that's called Bollinger Band Squeezes. I like Bollinger Band Squeezes. They're easy to scan for, and it is finding a low volatility market in a low volatility cycle. That's important to understand. Markets have various cycles. So the study of cycles, we'll do some episodes on that because it's very interesting and there are many different types of cycles in the market. One of them is the volatility cycle. And essentially what that means is that markets go through periods of low volatility, followed by a cycle of high volatility, followed by a cycle of low volatility, followed by a cycle of high volatility. And so you get this going expansion, contraction of volatility over and over and over and over. So when we're trading Bollinger Band squeezes, the concept, the idea of what we're going for here is to find a market that's in a low volatility and find it at the end of that low volatility cycle. That's the key. Find it when it's at the end of that low volatility cycle. In fact, that taps into another universal trading rule. And you've probably heard the trading rule as the trend is your friend until the end. And that is true. But that rule applies not only to trend. That also applies to support resistance. It also supplies or applies to momentum. It also applies to volatility. So the basic concept is, let's go back to trend, just because that's the one that most people are familiar with. The trend is your friend until the end. That means at the end, it's your enemy. So the actual instruction that this saying is giving us, that the slogan is trying to incorporate into practical trading, is to tell you to trade, yes, trade with the trend, but only early in a new trend. So trading with the trend is too general. Again, that's just enough information to destroy your trading account. So you've got to understand, oh, what it's really teaching me is not just trade with a trend. No, 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 no. It's telling you to trade early in the direction of a new trend. So it's the same with volatility cycles. We want to get in early into a new expanding volatility cycle. And the reason for that, again, is very financial. So we have a good reward to risk ratio. High volatility markets move and cover a lot of range in a shorter period of time. That gives us a bigger reward. So this stuff is very practical. It's very, very practical. And we want to have, of course, a small risk. So again, another famous slogan in trading is what? Keep your winners small and let your winners run. Well, this is one way of doing that. We all know the slogan. The question is, well, how do I do that? But once your band squeezes are one of the ways that you can do that. You're in a low volatility market, meaning that you can keep your stops very tight because the range of the market is small. And we're looking to get in at the end. In other words, let that vol that low volatility cycle run for a little while. 
and then look for a new high volatility cycle and get in as early as possible on that. And then you get a good reward to risk ratio. Now, number three, the third way to trade Bollinger Bands, and this one I don't see as often, or I don't see it taught as often, I should say. Again, super easy to scan for these. That's kind of why I like these patterns too, is that just with basic concept of scanning with any scanning formula, most of them can actually pull these trades for you. And this one is called the Bollinger Band Breakout. I don't know if that's an official term. That's what I call it anyway. So what is a Bollinger Band Breakout? Bollinger Band Breakouts are this. You wait for a scenario similar to what I said before. Price goes up. Bollinger Band moves up. It's angling up. But the difference here is that the price bars get above the upper Bollinger Band. And what's key is not just the high. If it's just the high, that is not enough. Again, dollars are in the details. So the details here are that you need the real body of the candlestick, if you're trading candlesticks, or if you're not, doesn't matter. The key is that the open and the close of at least one bar are above the upper Bollinger Band. They clear it completely. Now, the low can be touching the Bollinger Band. But the open and the close have to be above the upper Bollinger Band. So it's breaking out of that range. Think of what that means mathematically. Usually Bollinger Bands are set to a standard deviation of two. So therefore, you are finding a market that is really playing the edge of the bell curve here. And what that means is that you're having a very, very aggressive, strong impulse move. A statistically abnormal, strong impulse move. What's happening in the market behind the scenes, because these indicators are just mapping on your chart, what's actually happening behind the scenes, the real buying, the real selling of people all over the world. And what it's mapping is the buyers are so aggressive when this pattern occurs, abnormally aggressive, irrational enthusiasm quite often, as Alan Greenspan called it. So you'll often see these patterns occur during news or heck, it doesn't even have to be real news. It could just be um, emotional response, knee-jerk reaction to gossip or even rumors that aren't even true. But the commonality is that you have a very, very aggressive move to the upside. Now, what we do is we don't trade that. I wait. Because again, this is a basic um, abnormal situation. And so we want to wait for the reversion to the mean. We're waiting for the rule to be broken, the statistical rules, and then we're going to trade back into the rules, into the probability scenario of the market's normal movement. So this is what's called a reversion to the mean trade. There are several different types of trades that are categorized as reversion to the mean trades. So the way I trade it is I wait for that breakout and I let it go up, 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 see how far it goes. Let the market retrace and then make another high, the next swing high after that one. Now, at this time, you'll either get a higher high, an equal high, or a lower high. Doesn't matter too much which one it is. There are some details again there that we can look at when we do this on a video. But the key is waiting for that second high and then shorting it and shorting it back to a moving average. So the 20 moving average is fine. 50 moving average is great. You kind of have to watch it bar by bar to see how far it's going to revert back to the mean. The reason this works, there's an actual logic behind this. In the auction place, we call the market. When you get that kind of an aggressive bullish move, 
that covers a lot of price in a very short period of time, the market participants are then looking at that very first high and they're saying, whoa, wow, I missed the move. This thing took off. Some people made a lot of money. They took their profits up there and now we're retracing. I don't think I'm going to get in on this because I already missed the move. I missed it. Or again, it could be a news event or it could be rumor or it could be gossip. And now that information has been absorbed into the market and nobody cares anymore because the initial move was just an emotional one, a knee-jerk reaction. And so now the market's come back to its senses, so to say, back within its probability statistics. And that's why we're trading the reversion to the mean. What you need there, though, is a momentum shift pattern. In other words, on that second high, you have to have less than momentum than you did on the first. And that's very normal. That's normally going to happen anyway. So this is not a trend trade. It's not a huge reward to risk ratio trade. It is a very good scalp trade, very good win-loss ratio trade. And if you like to have a lot more winners than losers and you're willing to sacrifice some risk reward on it, great. On the other hand, I will tell you, sometimes they do turn into great reward to risk ratio trades and the market will go down dramatically from there as well. But either way you trade it, make sure you do take some profits at the moving average, because after that, it's uncertain as to what will happen. And sometimes the market will just kind of go sideways after that. All the information is absorbed and people don't have a real particular sentiment in one direction or the other. One other thing that I will say about this is that you need to filter these trades with the next higher time frame. So what I mean by that is if you're trading it on a daily chart, you'd look at a weekly chart and make sure that momentum is in the direction of your trade before you take it. Momentum, very key. We'll talk about uh, multiple time frames in another podcast. Well, this uh, podcast is still brand new. We've only got four episodes, so I'm still giving you a free mini course from Top Dog Trading, my company. And this free mini course is called the Top 10 Trading Rules for Success. This is a very practical course. It comes with a PDF and three videos. So a nice course that you can go through very fast. And it's very practical in the sense that these are the 10 rules that I found helped me the most and also have helped thousands of my own students the most with regard to going from non-profitable to profitable. So that's why I say it's very practical in that sense. These are the things where the rubber hits the road that makes a difference in your making money or not making money, not theories, but the real brass tax stuff. So to get it for free, just go to www.onlinetradingtowin.com forward slash 10 rules. Again, onlinetradingtowin.com forward slash 10 rules. And by the way, that's the word 10, T-E-N spelled out, not the numeral 10. Don't put the number a numeral 10, one zero, no, T-E-N, the word. And go get it while it's free and while the show is still new. Now, if you receive value from this episode or for some of the other episodes, hey, please help pay it forward by doing two simple things. Number one, subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And then number two, while you're there, go ahead and leave a review and rating. It only takes 30 seconds and it brings you good karma. So, but seriously, we want to share this with as many people out there. I want to know that you guys are grooving on this and liking it. And that encourages me to continue to create free content for you and give you more free um, trading tutorials and lessons. So um, yeah, let me know that you like it by um, giving a good review, good rating and subscribing. Those actions help us push up in the ratings as well. That's your way of paying it forward so more people can find this and I can continue to help you. 
Neither online trading to win, Top Dog Trading, nor Barry Burns are registered as securities broker-dealers or investment advisors, either with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission or with any state securities regulatory authority, and are not licensed to provide investment advice. Trading and investing involves substantial risk. Financial loss even above the amount invested is possible and common. We do not imply, predict, or guarantee that you will be successful in earning any money whatsoever. Past results of any individual trader are not indicative of future returns by that trader and are not indicative of future returns which may be realized by you. We do not assume responsibility or liability for your trading and investment results. This is provided for informational and educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice.